Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back on his right. They'll give it a Pollard. He's going to be hit from me. Oh, he kept it. He's still going to run it up the middle. Touchdown. Oh, he faked me out. What a great fake. And an 18-yard run up the middle by Dak Prescott. For the Miller Lite first touchdown of the game. There's a highlight you won't hear later. Wow, what a great fake. The Cowboys picked themselves up off the mat and beat the Los Angeles Chargers 20-17. to It's the get right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. That's right. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. That was the voice of America's team, Brad Sham, on the call last night as the Cowboys go into their bye week at 4-2 and after taking out the Chargers on Monday Night Football at Kevin Gray Sports at Red Zeta Tool. If you want to get at us on Twitter, we are live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam and on YouTube as well. Make sure you search 105 through the fan on YouTube and hit the subscribe button while you are there. The truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation as we are with you until 11 o'clock tonight while the Rangers come back home to get ready for games three and four tomorrow. Mad Max on the mound for the good guys. Plenty of Rangers talk, plenty of Cowboys talk over the next three hours. But, Reg, we start tonight's conversations with something that we love to do when the Cowboys win and when the Rangers win, which we'll do a little bit later on. Uh, Who hooped? Who hooped in this context? 877-881-1053. That's the truckwreck.com text line. Let us know who jumped off the screen for you uh, as let's 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 go back through Monday Night Football, a mm-hmm. Cowboys win on a Cowboys victory Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, should we start with the? All right, let me, I was about to say the most obvious, but I don't know if this is the most obvious. Um, CD Lamb hooped. CD Lamb was hooping. CD Lamb. In fact, he was my number one star of the night last night. Very good. Okay, I was going to say. Football. I feel yes, like sir. he was. I feel like he was probably the number one name. But mm-hmm. you know, there's another name that I think we're going to talk about because we always talk about him because it's the Cowboys and the, you know all those things. But we'll get there. We let's start. Let's start by talking about number eighty-eight. Uh, CD Lamb showed up big time last night. I mean, it doesn't get better than seven catches on seven targets for over a hundred yards. And we talked about this going into the game. On Monday night, which was ooh, oh, what what? Because one of the bold predictions was that he was going to have a hundred yard game and a touchdown. I put a touchdown on that. That's okay. Ah, uh, that's okay. Uh, uh, still had a monster night, but one of the things we talked about going into the game was it felt like the Cowboys were going to make a concerted effort to get eighty eight involved early and often 
in that game against the Chargers, and that's exactly what they did last night. And you give CeeDee Lamb a lot of credit uh, for the way that he played, the depth of his routes. We look at some of the numbers from Pro Football Focus last night. Pro uh, Football Focus. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing, yards per route ran la- last night. Not yards per target. That's Not right. Not yards per catch, yards per route run. Mm-hmm. 3.16. Which, that's, is is that good? That's pretty good. Okay, fantastic. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. And, of course, had 117 total receiving yards. This is the kind of CeeDee Lamb that we saw become a second-team All-Pro last year and last night reminded us of why we feel like he has the chance to be uh, a top-10 wide receiver in this league and one of the better ones in the NFL. CeeDee Lamb was hoping last night for the Dallas Cowboys. And he let you know about it, right? He let you know yeah, about it. In fact, after the program, if you happen to uh, feel like the, the day was not too long after having a Rangers game and a Cowboys game all on the same day, if you were so hanging around stuff. on the broadcast yes. listening to Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter, he, you know, he had C.D. Lamb talking after, and C.D. Lamb you know, said a little something with his chest. Congratulations on a victory that, as you and I are talking before we joined uh, America here, I don't know if you can have a had-to-have-it win in the middle of October. But does that feel crazy to say that this was a game your team going into the bye off last week had to have? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we knew the work that we put out last week wasn't our best work, right? So coming into the week, play with a chip on our shoulder, continue to get better. Granted, we didn't play our best game. We got a lot of things to clean up. But for us to come out with the dub going into the bye was probably the best thing for us. So many of the sound bites coming out of San Francisco CD were we got punched in the mouth. Right. I mean, he got bullied by a really good by a really good team. Dak used a word with Lisa Salters tonight. Resilient. How, how, how much resilience do you feel that your team demonstrated and put on tape tonight in winning a game on the road, even though it felt like a home game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, resilience is, is within this team. Um, I mean, if you look at this game, the game wasn't clean. We didn't come out. We didn't come out the way we wanted. Okay. At least uh, we had a very slow start. Uh, we hopped out on top of them uh, real quick, but as far as getting everything done that we wanted to, I'm glad we can come out with the win, but it's a lot of things that we got to work on and clean up. Oh, we didn't even get to the best part. Now, obviously, those are good, good leader answers, mm-hmm. but when, he, when they started talking about, you know, the likes of um, Jamar Chase getting out here talking about. Oh, he wants that 7-Eleven treatment. I'm always open. Uh-huh. And he said, no, no, no. I'm all, Yeah, I'm open like him too. Yeah. 7-Eleven, always open. I mean, say it with your chest, CD. I mean, and look, that's what you want your number one wide receiver to say. Yeah. And all receivers are going to tell you that they're open all the damn time. Throw me the damn ball, Keyshawn. Like, all of them are going to say that. But for CD Lamb, this offense is clearly better when he is involved and ensuring that he is one of the focal points of this offense. And it settled – Dak down. We'll get to how Dak played and him using his legs to extend plays. Uh, well, not, why not get to it now? Because let's say it, Dak hooped in this football game. He did. and it, I'm not here to tell you it's his best game that he's ever played, mm-hmm. but he played good football in this game. He did. And one of the things, and you heard it in the open, Dak using his legs. Yeah. Again, another thing that we've talked about throughout the season. When will Dak Prescott get back to utilizing his legs, not only to make and extend plays, but also generate offense in terms of being able to run the football into the end zone. Yeah. And you saw that last night. Now, one thing about it is, in some instances, he was trusting his legs in a way when you talk about, like, extending a play because he took a couple of sacks that he did. You go, hey, dog, come on, man, throw the ball away. Um, which honestly, as we will have opportunities, well, let's talk about the hooping portions of it right now. Um, hey, man, 
the 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 big uh, the numbers, especially like the you, you know average per uh, per attempt, and so those types of things, those looked pretty good on the stat sheet, and then that's a lo- in large part because he made a huge play finding Tony Pollard in like sc- scramble drill type situation, in addition to like that great pull. So like uh, the, those are the types of things that if you were inclined to talk about football games in a narrative structure, you go. Hey man, it looked a little nasty, but he made the he made the important play when it was necessary, and I think that's something. If you want to give some level of credit to Dak Prescott, that you at least have to put on the table for him after this contest. Yeah, Prescott was hooping with Tony Pollard last night. Prescott in the gun, snap back. They've blocked it up. He now he pulls it back. Now he escapes out to his right. Somebody run for him. Pollard in the middle of the field at the thirty-five. Up to the 40, he broke away to the 40. Pollard's taking this all away. Oh, no, at the 15-yard line. Oh, they caught him. Asante Samuel Jr. caught him after he got 60 yards. And again, that just illustrated some of the things that Dak Prescott was doing last night. And we'll talk about it a little bit later on when we get to our, you know, our venting session on some of the things that we didn't like from this game. But the fact that that quarterback after the performance he had last week against San Francisco, (laughs) overcame at times his own head coach, a bad offensive line performance, I thought, from the Cowboys last night, to extend plays with his legs, particularly on third down, and as we mentioned a little bit earlier, being able to run in for the 18-yard touchdown. Dak Prescott was really good last night in some of the elements that we've come to know him for with his ability to make things happen when things break down within the pocket and be able to make things happen not only down the field in the passing game, but also uh, in running the football as well. Marquise Bell. Yeah, he was hoping. Come on down. Yeah, man. Like Marquise Bell hooped as a dude who is a safety, and he doesn't look like a particularly big safety to begin with, who was was tapped as soon as you, you you lost DeMarvion Overshown. Like, hey, man, you're moving rooms, right? You are no longer in this safety room. You are almost exclusively a linebacker now. To have that type of change and shift in your, you know, in your game, we did not see the Micah Parsons at linebacker experience that people talked about, that we talked about so much. We saw Marquise Bell trusted by Dan Quinn in this defense to play alongside Demon uh, Clark, and he played incredibly well, getting downfield and laying the lumber in a way that somebody that you look at at his frame, um, you would not necessarily expect. And not just that, like obviously, like the hitting portion of it is one that's going to be very evident. But maybe one that's a little less evident, if unless you're like you know paying attention, is just like the awareness and the discipline, which there was not a ton of in this game. Mm-hmm. But the discipline to be in the right spots and where you're supposed to be on certain assignments. Marquise Bell seemed to shine and jump off the screen um, in many instances as a linebacker for this Cowboys team. And that's what you like about Bell: the versatility that he comes with. And you saw him flying around the football, as you mentioned, getting downhill, understanding what Sam, or excuse me, what Los Angeles was trying to do in some of their you know, run game attack with Austin Eckler and others. I thought he was definitely a guy that hooped last night. Another guy uh, that hooped for me, uh, Rigo, hit me with cut 27 because I don't know what's gotten into Osa and Diggy Zua so far this year, uh, but Osa cut 27. Like that. Hooping like so that. far. After the penalty, first and 10 chargers at their 30. And Herbert hands it to Eckler, and he's blown up in the backfield by Osa. Oh, Diggy Zua. Loss of four, Odigizua coming home. I thought he was great last night. Uh, the penetration into the backfield, yep. you heard the tackle for loss that he had on Austin Eckler for four yards there. He has, de- he has been incredible in that interior, obviously with Demarcus Lawrence setting the edge, but Osa getting the penetration, getting up the field, helping out in the run game as well. 
I thought he was terrific. Uh, and another guy that jumped off the page defensively for the Cowboys last night. Yeah, man. He and this is the thing. This is not. This is not like a sudden occurrence. This is a continued development um, over the last year and some that you've seen Osa as kind of the the other defensive tackle, the one that is tasked with kind of penetrating the line and getting upfield. And he's done that pretty well. But also, he's not he's not completely like uh, neglected the idea of being there and being somewhat solid in run game situations. Like he Osa is is a solid, very good defensive tackle for this team. Um, and it's 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 great to see. It is great to see. But when I want to talk about defensive line, Osa is one that definitely shows up, you know, and flashes. It could be easy to neglect the way that a particular defensive lineman hooped um, and has been hooping. His number, he wears 90. Yeah, man. His name is Demarcus Lawrence. Some people call him Tank. Like, Demarcus Lawrence has been, by some people's estimations, the best defender on this team. And it happens kind of quietly, right? Just doing the right thing. Now, sometimes you you might get him where he's not containing, and then you see someone end up off that right edge getting to the outside, and that's where you can maybe, you know, nitpick at him. But when it comes to being strong in the run game, when it comes to getting kind of like that pressure, it's the long, uh, long held conversation with Demarcus Lawrence, where it's like, where are the sack numbers? But then you get the pressures, and you're like, okay, but those knocking are down passes at the line of scrimmage, buddy. That happened early, yeah. made it very evident that they were going to be in um, Justin Herbert's face and make it difficult for him to do what he wants to do. Like those things made it. And as I'm saying that, throughout this game, you did see Justin Herbert maybe miss high, and I wonder. And like this is just me, like pondering on live on air. I have not really like thought enough about this and it could just be, you know, nonsense, right? It's possible. But I wonder if that has any fa- plays any factor into uh Justin Herbert throwing some passes high knowing that you've got guys on the line putting their hands up and knocking stuff down and that's that starts with DeMarcus Lawrence. So obviously CeeDee Lamb, Marquise Bell, Osa Digizuo, we detailed Dak Prescott, DeMarcus Lawrence setting the edge, handling business. Another guy that decided to hoop real late, but he hooped when it mattered most. Uh, that would be cut number 33. Micah Parsons showed up when he needed to and did so big time to seal it for the Cowboys last night. Second and two. Herbert back. Whoa. Rush. Hit. Sack. <laughs> Micah Parsons got it, babe. And I were just talking during the break, and I said, no I've got sense. zero sacks for the Dallas Cowboys. It was funny. Between Brad Sham and Troy Aikman, at the exact same point in the game, talking about how they really hadn't heard from Micah Parsons up until that point. Micah Parsons, the speed to power, busting through a double team, the speed at which he got to Justin Herbert and laid him out for that sack there. And then, of course, Stephon Gilmore sealing it with the interception on the next play. Micah Parsons, while he didn't necessarily have the eye-popping numbers that we are accustomed to seeing at times from him, his effect on the game was felt and felt when it mattered most at the end there for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that might be something that we have to talk about is the idea of obviously like teams are going to throw their scheme and their players at um, their resources at a player like that. Um, but this team is in order to be the best defense that they need to be, he needs to be impactful in a large way. And obviously you saw some of that, but it seems like, the, you know, we're not seeing as much of the, you know, the otherworldly. When it comes to Micah, and I think that is somewhat um, necessary for the high-level defensive play that it seems like is necessary to be the elite team that the Cowboys want to be, and maybe that's a conversation we need to have over time. Yeah, because I think part of some of that is he's seeing a lot more double teams and at times triple teams, and teams are looking to neutralize him and his effect on the football game, whether it be as an off-ball linebacker or as an edge rusher. They're trying to take him out of games, but you saw when they needed a play yeah. defensively, 
number 11 made it happen. We'll hear from more from Mike a little bit later on and how he's feeling about y'all. Is it good? Uh, kind of. Okay. Kind of. Very good. Basically, keep you know his name and his quarterback's name out your mouth. Very good. Uh, we'll hear from Mike a little bit oh, later Oh, no. On. Are you going to make this? Are you going to find a way to shoehorn the Smiths back into this? Is that what you're about to do? The what? The Smiths, Will, Jada? Is that what no, you're trying to do? No, okay. no, that's, that's that's. I see because I, I know your game. I'm familiar with your game. That's over done the, okay. like, like they relationship. So you all know, right, you don't, you don't okay. have to worry about that. All right, I think that's the end of the segment. <laughs> that's who hooped last night as the Cowboys for the second time at SoFi Stadium beat the Chargers twenty to seventeen with a field goal to win. You remember the last time? It did. The scoreline did feel familiar. That's okay. Yeah, Greg Zerline hit the field goal to win. Well, let's do this real quick before we go. Brandon Aubrey. Hooping. Hooping. Yeah, man. Like, uh, he hasn't had a ton of opportunities to kick, but every time he does, not only is he making it, it feels like he's, like, if we put a line down the middle of the uprights, he'd be hitting that. It's nice and comfortable for him. He's been really good. Shout out to Brandon Aubrey, apparently, uh, a.k.a. Butter. Okay. I like that. That's from uh, Dak Prescott. I like that. Yeah. I like that, Dak. Uh, Look, MLS. Hide your players, because apparently the NFL (laughs) is about to start coming and raiding when it comes to kickers. Y'all better hide Messi. (laughs) <laughs> he ain't coming up. Come on, man. Relax. Messi ain't. Relax. You, you think they're, Messi's giving you an opportunity to try and tackle him? And leave that money? Come on, man. Relax. Uh, it's to get right. Reggie KG right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, uh, we continue who hooped. Hoo-hoo! But this time, Texas Rangers balling in Houston as they get ready for game three tomorrow night. Who hooped in games one and two for the Texas Rangers? We do it next on 105 Through the Fan. Back, Whoa. rush, hit, sack. <laughs> This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Frankel and Frankel. Life is unpredictable and accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in the DFW. And if your loved one has been injured in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214 or 817-333-3333. Woo! Here's the one-strike pitch. Breaking ball hit inside third, but a sliding stop by Gung. He gets up and throws, and in time to get the out. The jungle cat pounces. And he devours his prey. Astros get a run here in the bottom of the second on the Alvarez home run. But a scintillating defensive play by the rookie. Josh Young takes us to the third. It's 4-1 Rangers. Matt Hicks was hooping on that call as the Texas Rangers take a 2-0 series lead in the American League Championship Series. Josh Young, the youngster, with another brilliant Defensive play for the good guys as the Texas Rangers now two wins away from advancing to the 2023 World Series. It's the get right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up, though? Rigo Mendoza holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truckrate.com text line 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, we'll go around the NFL in 14 minutes here on your home of the Cowboys. Fun sports day yesterday uh, here in the Metroplex with the Texas Rangers taking on the Houston Astros in game two of the ALCS. 
of course, followed up by the Cowboys taking on the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Shout out to Jimmy Johnson, uh, who was at the game last night. Him and Jerry Jones shared a uh, nice little yeah. embrace there before the game started. I, d- I did love, as, and we're moving on to the Rangers, but real yes. quick, I did love that on the broadcast, Troy basically said that he was surprised to see Jimmy Johnson at a football game. Right. And I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but there's no surprises so far in these playoffs for the Texas Rangers. As they reg are now, check this out, so far to start off the postseason, 7-0. and Undefeated. Undefeated Never lost. in the playoffs. Never lost. This team, <laughs> I'm blown away, Reg, because this team so far has played a total of one home playoff game. And they are 6-0 and on the road so far to start the postseason. Like I said, Tampa, Baltimore, Houston, it do not matter. Two wins in Tampa. Two wins in Baltimore, and you take the first two games in Houston to take a 2-0 series lead against the reigning World Series champion, Houston Astros. You do love to see it. You really do. Who was hooping yesterday? Um, At this point, I'm starting to like, am I mixing stuff up? But it's it's easy to always say, let's talk about the idea of Corey Seager. It's not <laughs> a bad place to start. Not a bad place to start. All right, like Corey Seager... One of the, the and it's funny because at the plate is not what immediately comes to mind. That dude is just like always in the right position defensively, mm-hmm. and it just reminds me because I think we we were talking about this recently. That's a dude at six four playing shortstop, and like he was <laughs> yes. he's never necessarily been considered like a great defensive shortstop, but he's handling his business, and it feels like any time that there was something hit in that general shortstop area, he he gobbled it up and sent it where it needed to be, and um. Yeah, man. Shout out to Corey Seager, who also added a run in this game. Um, yeah, man. Look, it's, it's it's hard to ignore his what he means to this team in being like its best player. Yeah, and the levels of play that he's played to get them there. Um, and I, I'm certain that that means a good amount when it comes down to um, the way that this team goes about what they do. Uh, before I get to you know the bullpen a little bit later on, I'm going to do a collective who hooping. Because the defense okay. of the Texas Rangers all right, we're just going, let's, collectively let's put it all together. Yeah. have been hooping. We talked about this a little bit last night. This is a team in the Texas Rangers, top five in fielding percentage, top five in fewest errors yeah. this season. I think both of those, I think top two in both of those yeah. efforts during the regular season. So a team that has been stellar defensively continues their terrific work. You heard the play you know, from Josh Young on how he's manned third base. For this team, I have just loved the intensity of which this team has brought it. And I'm going to go with cut number seven because, yes, Robbie Grossman reached on the throwing error by Framber Valdez, but it was the person, Rigo, that scored that I want to highlight who was hooping yesterday. Valdez back to the set. And he comes home, and Grossman swings. It's a tapper out toward the mound. Valdez bobbles the ball, throws to first, and throws it away down the right field line. Into score is Simeon. Seeger around third being held up. Grossman goes all the way to second, and the Rangers lead one to nothing in the top of the first. Yeah, Fromber definitely wasn't hoping, though. No, he was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hall of Famer Eric Nadell on the call. The reason why I highlight that particular play there, because of who scored it, was Marcus Simeon. And he was hooping literally from first pitch because I don't know what was in the air for Fromber Valdez. And we've talked about, we talked about it with Landry Locker a little bit last week. Well, you know what that might be. And I hate to cut you off here. Mm-hmm. Can we say that like the Rangers coaching staff 
is hooping. Like, I love the way that their their bats have approached this game. Um, this series, this postseason, they seem with every pitcher to know, obviously they're aggressive, but they know when to be aggressive, when to kind of lay off and force them to throw them pitches because mm-hmm. they're, they're disciplined, their play discipline has, discipline has been incredible. But like you were mentioning, with Fromber, it seemed like they knew, oh yeah, first pitch, go ahead and, go ahead and swing. Ultra aggressive, and Marcus Simeon, very first pitch of the game, single back up the middle, and it was game on from there. And you put up four runs in the first inning, and you put Houston on notice and on the defensive from the very outset of the game. I thought Marcus Simeon hooping in game two because he set the tone early on for the way that the offense was going to get after Framber Valdez in game two there. Can I interest you in a Leody Tavares? Mm. Who was one for two in this game because he uh-huh. walked twice. That's right. And that one was a triple, right? And this comes after a game in which he went yard, right? Like, Leody Tavares, a guy who bats ninth in this lineup, out here showing up in a big situation, which not, not only is a credit to Leody in the ways that, you know, he has been a, you know, an asset to the team in the ways that he has stayed locked in, but also speaks to just how good this lineup is one through nine. And I think that, that again, we talked about this a lot of times. What that does is that there's no easy outs for a pitcher. They were, I think they were uh, on the broadcast, they were talking about it with Verlanders, that you know that there's no instance where you're just going to be able to relax. There's no instance where you're going to be able to k- catch a breath. It's because you know that every single um, batter, they're going to give you a good, you know, discipline at bat, except for maybe a Dolly's. And um, <laughs> look, man, with all due respect. With all due respect to so the man. RBI leader in the American That's League right. This year. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, give him his flowers. That's right. Uh, but no, you you know that they're going to give you a discipline at bat where you're going to have to make sure that you get them out. They will not get themselves out. One all the way through nine, and then nine will also hit you for a home run and a triple in the series. And that offense last night was in support of a man yesterday, another gutsy p- pitching performance. Nathan Evaldi was hooping last night. He is working with five days rest, one extra day today. Two balls, two strikes. The pitch. He struck him out swinging, got him to chase a curve that was way off the plate outside. So uh, Diaz, a strikeout victim. And that was part of the biggest moment in that game yesterday. In the bottom of the fifth inning, bases loaded. Evaldi able to get out of that bases loaded jam, started with the strikeout of Yanir Diaz, who came in for Marty Maldonado, who, of course, is not a great hitter at all uh, for the Houston Astros. That got that started, and he was able to get out of that inning in a big spot uh, for the Texas Rangers yesterday. Yeah, I was starting to wonder if that was going to be where, you know, it got a little shaky. If that, mm-hmm. if that, I mean, obviously, it did look a little shaky, right? Obviously, but I was wondering, is there is this where you're going to start seeing runs? And then is this where, and as I have been, you know, I've let you guys know, I've been perpetually concerned about, is this going to be where now the bullpen has to come in and maybe you see the shaky bullpen that has been at some points in this regular season? That is not what happened. Obviously, you're able to close this out and you turn a situation that could have felt like, um, uh, you know, a, a confidence, you know, destroyer. And that one turned into a confidence builder because you could tell the feeling of this team was like, oh, OK, yeah, they can't touch us. Even mm-hmm. when they even when they almost touch us, they can't touch us. And that's been that's been the series thus far. Even when it feels like they can touch you. It feels like it's Warner Track power, right? It feels like it's not quite reaching the wall, except for that one time where your Dom put it in the second deck. But don't worry about Woo! that. Um, or actually, like <laughs> he was hooping yesterday. Look, it's he not about. Hooping. We're not talking about the Astros. We're talking about the I'm Rangers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
but he was. Um, but yeah, outside of that, it feels like even when even when you're like, oh man, they're kind of gonna touch you, right? Strong, you know, or like big contact. You're you're just ending up with long outs, and so yeah, no, I think that was also like the height of that type of feeling, which is man, they've loaded this up. This could be a really dangerous inning. Nope, nope, nope. Got out of it. It's cool. Yeah, he got the strike out of Diaz swinging. Then he got Jose Altuve next, and he was able to get Alex Bregman to ground out to third to end that inning and to get out of it unscathed and to remain a 5-2 lead. Uh, another guy that was hooping for me personally yesterday. Who's that? Uh, take me to uh, cut 14, the final out of the game. Jose LeClerc. Three balls and a strike. Was set by LeClerc. And the pitch to Altuve swung on in a high drive, well hit left center field. Tavares into the gap, has a play. And he makes the catch in front of the track. And the Rangers have won it 5-4. to four. They've won seven postseason games in a row and grabbed a two-games-to-nothing lead in the American League Championship Series with a pair of wins in Houston. Jose LeClerc has done it again. He has closed out all seven Ranger wins. This is his third save. Three save opportunities. Yeah. Four out save. Four out save. Three chances for saves. Three opportunities converted. And it wasn't without trepidation. Because uh, yeah, at one we, point, my we, man threw nine straight balls. And we was like, oh, wait a minute now. Now hold on, Jose. And who, who's <laughs> that bat was that? Because they, you know, the Astro then let them let him off the hook because they took like one of these big hacks. When it was like, hey, you probably should just let Jose LeClerc see if he could throw you, um, you know, throw you a strike. And that, I think we were talking about this on the phone because apparently we just talk all the time. That's right. Um, one of the things that feels like that's differentiated these two teams in the series thus far is that the Astros have been more than willing to expand the zone where the Rangers have not. And so you've seen the ways that the Rangers have forced pressure upon the Astros and the pitchers and made them had to do things and Mm -hmm. not to say that the Rangers pitchers have not been doing the things but even in instances where maybe it's gotten a little shaky the Astros have given have helped out in uh the effort and so when you have that happening against two teams that are really good admittedly you allow for the Rangers to edge edge out and this was very much an edge out situation in which look man LeClerc has some of those long, you know, hard contact outs. Mm-hmm. But they were outs nonetheless. You end up with the save, and you you get out of this 5-4, get the hell out of Houston, bring it back to the crib with a 2-0 lead in the series and an opportunity to never go back to Houston for the rest of the year. Yeah, and that's the rest that you were talking about. Now, this is after Aroldis Chapman had given up the second home run to Jordan Alvarez to cut the lead to 5-4. to four. Bruce Belcher goes and gets him immediately and gets Jose LeClerc in there. It's, it's a short lease for all this. If it's going great, let him go. If it's mm-hmm. not, all right, that's enough. And it started to get a little wonky because LeClerc walks Jose Abreu to start. Then he walks Michael Brantley as well. That's part of a nine consecutive ball stretch uh, before he was able to finally get Chaz McCormick to ground into the fielder's choice uh, at third base to get the, you know, uh, the last out of the inning to be able to handle things. But – you give Jose LeClerc a lot of credit for the way that he was able to. Uh, that's right, six eight two. I don't know what Chaz McCormick was doing in that at bat against. Jose they're getting Le- antsy. <laughs> Look, man, it feels like maybe you've put enough pressure on them that they're getting antsy. They feel like they need to go and make the play instead of where the Rangers are. It seems like the Rangers trust everybody else, and they're like, "I don't have to be Superman because I got this dude behind me. Yes, who will go and get this hit? I got another dude behind him." Who will go and get this hit? The plays will be made. Just do your job. Feels to be the you know the the perspective of this team. And ultimately, you 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 know what comes out in the washes. They're doing the job. You know. Yeah. 
Uh, and you're right. I thought McCormick's at bat against LeClerc was one of the worst in the game <laughs> entirely because he bailed him out in that particular situation where LeClerc wasn't really throwing strikes, but McCormick helped him out. And the Rangers get out of there with a 5-4 win to take a two-games-to-none lead in the American League Championship Series. Mad Max coming. Max Scherzer is going to start Game 3, M-I-Z. Uh, Max is going to start tomorrow night. I cannot wait to see him at Globe Life Field in Real that quick, atmosphere. I'm going to do my typical, um, you know, kind of negative perspective. This is a dude coming off an injury in a high-leverage situation, understanding that he is Mad Max himself. What's your concern level on the possibility of this maybe not looking exactly how you want it to be, 1 to 10? Uh, if Bruce not worried about it, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Uh, Bruce said that he threw, Bruce Belcher said he threw 69 pitches in his uh, simulated game. Nice. And he feels like he can get at least that from him, hopefully at least that from him uh, tomorrow. So if Bruce Belcher So what do we think of five innings? That would be ideal. Okay. If, if Max Scherzer comes off of the injured list and gives you five innings tomorrow night, Shut it down. Find me a broom. Shut it down. Yeah, shut yeah, it down. At that point. Yeah, find me a broom. Because the way this bullpen has been pitching so far, if they continue that with along with this offense, yeah, it may be curtains uh, for the Houston Astros. Must win for them, obviously, uh, in a pivotal game. Uh, is it pivotal? Is game three for pivotal? For the Astros? Yeah, is it pivotal? Um, or is it must win for them? Yeah, I think it's must win. It's because must win for them. After that, they'd be staving. They'd be staving. Stave. Yeah, stave. Yeah, yeah okay. they'd be staving off elimination. Okay, so, yeah, sure no, this, my... this is a must win for them, right? Especially after giving up home home field. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's okay. tough for them. Wouldn't be me. Could, couldn't be. Couldn't be. Couldn't be the Rangers. <laughs> it's the get right. Reggie KG right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll go around the National Football League. Get you caught up on the latest news and notes in and around the NFL. We do it next on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
This segment of the Get Right is brought to you by Classic Chevrolet. Texas, it's Classic Truck Month at Classic Chevrolet. Like you, grit runs deep. They're determined to get you the toughest trucks with the biggest savings. Over 300 new Silverados on the ground. Unprecedented one-time offers. Claim yours before it's gone. This is Texas. This is Classic Chevrolet. Find new roads. About to go around the NFL here on the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reds and Latitula. Yep. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app on this Victory Tuesday here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers. It really is a double Victory Tuesday, ain't it? It is. Uh, We'll vent a little bit at the top of the hour, but some of the things (laughs) that we saw from last night's game against the Chargers that we didn't like, even in the midst of the win as the Cowboys head to their bye week in the National Football League. At Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg, at a tool if you want to get at us. Oh, that does Twitter. make me feel better about there being a whole bunch of Rangers games the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, which, obviously, when it comes to the home of the Rangers, 105 through the fan, we, you know, rightfully give way to a World Series caliber team. Especially when they're doing this. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if there was a Cowboys game at the end of the week, that'd be, it'd be a little bittersweet that we wouldn't have an opportunity to talk a lot about it. But, hey, man, mm-hmm. ain't, ain't nothing happening. So, yeah, let's lean all the way in on Rangers. How about that? That's right. Uh, Riggle, let's go around the NFL here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys. We start in the NFC East. Why are you confused? What's with the upwards inflection there? Well, your boy was having lunch today. You know, he works a day job. So I went. Well, to I feel like you would still have to have lunch even if you didn't work a day job. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to go get myself something to eat, and they happened to have the uh, NFL Network on in the restaurant that I was at. And what they, was it? K? Oh no, K don't work there anymore. Was it Colleen Wolf? No. Okay. They were showing the Cowboys and Chargers oh, game. Oh, okay. From, I went a different way from My last bad. night. My Relax, bad man. What, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Nothing. Uh, what but, about you? What are you doing? Well, I was watching the TV, okay, gotcha. eating my wings. Yep, yep. And the breaking news ticker goes across the screen, and it says uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have signed seven-time Pro Bowler uh, Julio Jones. And I'm like, he's still in the league? My my thought exactly. <laughs> that was the first thought I had. Like, wait a minute, what? All right, so. Julio Jones still running around here? I'm going to be a jerk, and oh. I'm going to stop you mid, mid-flow mid here. Oh. Uh, first of all, we have been asked by the Twitch chat, what flavor of wings? Because this is important. Uh, it was uh, honey barbecue. Okay, and that's fine. Um, Not inspired, but it's whatever. And it's, it's a new wing place I went to. It's called Wing Snob. It's in my area. That doesn't sound good. Uh, wings actually not actually bad. sounds pretty good. Uh, the weirder the name, the better the wing. Is that true? I wish we had like a poll somewhere. So it's like kind the, of the a, weirder the name, the better the wing. Do you do you agree with that? Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. I want to know. Hey man, I'm sorry. We I know just all over the, the place. NFL. We all over the place. Hey Kyle Schwarber, somebody hey put that man out. Look man, he just hit another home run. Is that three for the for the? That's post-season? three for the series. The series. <laughs> hey dog, remember when I was telling you about the Phillies? You remember that? <laughs> That's crazy. Kyle Schwarber's so damn good. Okay, so as I continue sorry, as I continue to be a thorn in your side in uh, this around the NFL, uh, Outlaw2448 on YouTube said, if we stay really still, Reggie Cage, you won't be able to notice us. Nope. I seize you. <laughs> um, the other wing flavor was called uh, Snobby Q. Yeah, that sounds too close to snot. I, I agree oh, with you, oh, Swaggy wow. Is that is that that a, was no? Legitimately, that was the first thing when you said snob. I almost thought you said snot. And I was like, what is what is happening here? Oh wow. Okay. Uh, well, that's what I had, but that's what came across the breaking news ticker 
Uh, thank you, 601. Wing Snob is pretty good. Okay. I, I thought right. it was pretty good myself. No, but like, I, I have never tried it, so I can't pass judgment. I was just like surprised by the name. It's like that knockoff Louis Vuitton version of um, Wing Stop. Wing Snob, Wing Stop. Got you, got you. They're got like, it. let's flip this P, this B, this P see, into a now, B. Now you're cooking. And now, now we kind of close. Yeah, you got it. Now, see, now you're Wing Stop don't make sense, so it's, we got to change that to a different you letter. You got it, see? Yeah, you, got, okay. you got it. Uh, is that how business works? Is that how we do business? Maybe. Okay, I'm learning today. <laughs> But I didn't think. My bad. I'll let him tell a story. Okay, what? Julio Jones on the on the ticker. Yes. Well, he's a washed receiver at Correct. 34 years of age. That of is course, right. Now plays with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, well, does he play? It. Well, maybe he will. Here's the thing, though. If this was what five, six years ago, and you had a prime AJ Brown and a prime Devontae Smith and a prime Julio Jones, I'd be terrified. I I'm not too concerned about Julio Jones. Signing with the Philadelphia I'm not Eagles. concerned at all. Yeah, I'm not concerned about that at all. Um, let me see if I can get to his career and look at this, because I'm pretty sure that in the year of our Lord, 2020, Julio Jones was washed. <laughs> it's, it's been Just a in minute. case that you don't have a calendar. It's been a minute. Or any electronic uh, devices. We are currently existing in the year of our Lord, 2023. That's right. So, like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. Uh, shout out to you, 214. Yes, you did pick the Jets to beat the Eagles. You sure did. Congratulations. You're welcome. So, Julio Jones, congratulations to him. Still in the league, has a job, signs a one-year deal today, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Uh, the Eagles have placed wide receiver Quest Watkins on injured reserve uh, with a hamstring injury. They had worked out receivers such as uh, Marquez Calloway, uh, Disman. You know, Patman, mm-hmm. names sure. that you hadn't heard of in a while. I don't know if I've heard any of them ever. <laughs> well, you've heard of Julio Jones. He's now on the Philadelphia. That is Eagles. true. I have heard of that. And I know enough to know that that's not going to help you do very much, I don't think. Okay, so let me ask you all a question. Speaking of the Jets and the Eagles, of course, you know, Jets got the win. First time the Jets beat the Eagles in franchise history. Did you realize that? What are you? Say that one more time because that doesn't make sense. What? The first time the Jets beat the Eagles on Sunday. That was the first time the Jets had ever beaten the Eagles. Ever. How's that happening? NFL been around for umpteen Dan decades. Near 100 years. Over 100 years. Had never beaten the, the Eagles before. Never. Why are the Jets like this? <laughs> uh, but let me ask y'all a question. What would happen if Aaron Rodgers found his way back to an NFL field this season? Well, he'd have less time to talk. <laughs> Touche. I, was, Touché. I mean, that's that's the best thing I got for you. Is that, I, no, I, I'm I'm kind of amazed that it does seem like that's a possibility that you know he was out here throwing ahead of that game. Um, obviously, he's in a walking boot. That's right. Um, and just like, look, man, far be it for me if you if you've got that kind of just like fu energy, even with your body, where you just got to prove everybody wrong. Good for you, dog. Like, cause that's that's amazing. Like the, the the miracles of modern science, or just like the sheer power of will. I appreciate those. Like, do you remember there was a time where Russell Westbrook was a sheer power will all star? Yes, he was. Um, yes. And look, if you could be thirty, however years old, um, your man Aaron Rodgers is, and just sheer power your will of will yourself back after an Achilles injury. That's right. That that feels like superhero stuff to me. So good for you. Yeah, many were surprised to see the four-time MVP uh, walking without crutches and throwing five minutes uh, before Sunday's game uh, at MetLife Stadium. And he said on the Pat McAfee show where he makes, you know, 
a lot of money to be on that show. Wait, can we stop? Did did you find that odd? That story that you, Pat McAfee pays Aaron Rodgers to be on his show. Yeah. No. Yeah, I was like, I feel like maybe that might just be a disconnect between people in media and people in non-media. I thought that was the cost of doing business if you're gonna yeah. get Aaron Rodgers. If if someone is on regularly on a show, like yeah. consistently, more often than not, they are being paid for their time. Yeah. And I don't know if people outside of media don't know that. So I just wanted to say that because a lot of our friends, we that's one of the reasons why we try not to have them on all the damn times because mm-hmm. we're not paying them. But if you hear someone on a weekly, you know. Yeah. Likely they are getting paid for their efforts, which I think is fair. We're taking your time every week. I feel like you should pay you for that. Anyways, you were saying. Uh, Roger said in his weekly spot on the Pat McAfee show um, that he's obviously ahead of schedule, but cautioned that he still has many hurdles to clear before he'll be back on the field, saying, quote, it absolutely makes uh, no sense to have a specific timetable for his return, but obviously leaving no doubt that he wants to play again this year. Now, it would take – a miracle for the Jets to make the postseason, which I think if he's able to come back at all, that would be the earliest that we would see Aaron Rodgers well, back in a Jets uniform. Here's the thing, right? You you have the quarterback, Zach Wilson, who looks like he's being playing, been playing just at least like passable offensive football at quarterback. And with that defense playing the way that it is right now, that is a defense that can kind of carry you. And it, the thing that I like is that they have not lost, like, the will, right? Because I'll take you back to, what was it, 2017 with the Jacksonville Jaguars when that defense just got fed up of trying to carry Blake Bortles's. <laughs> I'm going to try not to cuss on the air. Um, like, they just got sick and it literally imploded the team after they carried him to an AFC championship game. If they could find a way to have that kind of, that kind of thing where the defense, which is absolutely good enough to do it, can keep them keep their heads in such a place where they're like, we know we're going to carry this and we'll keep doing that as long as uh, the offense just gives us good enough play. They can make it to where Aaron Rodgers makes his way back. Was that the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl? The year that the Jaguars were within one half of taking out the Patriots in Foxborough and keeping them from going to the Super Bowl? Was that the... That sounds like it might have been... The Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl season? Yeah, you have to check me on that. Um, but yeah, I would be shocked if Aaron Rodgers found his way back onto a football field this season, but we'll see as he continues to be ahead of schedule. I guess the ayahuasca out here doing some good. All right. Okay. Good for him. Which, Hey man, if that's the case, let some folks know. That's your trip around the National Football League. Although I guess he has been letting us know. I'm about to say he's let us know quite often. Uh, that is his preferred whatever of choice. <laughs> you were just like, I don't know what to do with that. Yep, eject. Hit the eject button. Uh, coming up next here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 Through the Fan. Let's vent a little bit after what happened on Monday Night Football. Despite the Cowboys getting the 20-17 to win, we've got some real concerns offensive line when it comes to the Cowboys. We'll detail those next on 105 Through the Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.